You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? You'll learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections, whether it be for <laughs> one night of wild fun, a one-week fling. Are you currently involved in a sexual relationship? Or for a lifelong partner. Full of long-lasting pleasure. Here's your host, Trip. Hello and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. This is your host, Trip from tripadvice.com. And today's episode is sponsored by Spartagen XT. Boost your sex drive, boost your libido. This all natural supplement filled with herbs and filled with vitamins is to help you get your confidence back in the bedroom. So if you can't maintain erections, if you finish too fast, if you don't feel that boost of testosterone that most men do, then check out Spartagen XT. So if this is something you're worried about for the future, because naturally men end up losing and decreasing testosterone as time goes on, then I urge you to check this out. For more information, all you got to do is go to SpartanLibido.com. And that's going to be in the show notes, SpartanLibido.com. So go ahead, check that out right now so you can learn more about how to get your confidence back and be a rock star in the bedroom, SpartanLibido.com. Now, today's episode is with a special guest. Her name is Kelly Walker, and she is from PanicAndAnxietyCoach.com. She specializes in, well, you guessed it, panic and anxiety. She used to have anxiety herself, and she helps with guys and girls in terms of overcoming that anxiety. And today's episode, we talk about that fear and anxiety that men get when they approach women. And this is a quicker episode, but she gives some of her best tips and best advice on how to overcome that anxiety and how to work with that anxiety. Because if you are going out there and you're scared to talk to girls, it's never going to happen for you. So instead of freezing up, learn the best way to work with this anxiety that's inside of you and overcome it once and for all. Okay. So again, that's going to be right now with Kelly Walker from panicandanxietycoach.com. If you have any questions for me in the podcast, go ahead and email me trip at tripadvice.com. You can also call in and leave a voicemail 323-432-0025. That's the how to talk to girls hotline. And so I want to hear from you. What are your questions? What are your concerns? So go ahead and call in 323 323- Four three two zero zero two five. So, without further ado, here is my interview with the lovely Kelly Walker from Panic and Anxiety Coach dot com. Hey, Kelly, glad to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, Trip. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I'm really excited to have you uh, because, well, you used to be on a podcast like we talked about called Panic and Anxiety Coaches. Uh, it was the Anxiety Coaches podcast. Anxiety uh, Coaches yeah, yep. podcast. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And, you know, like I was talking about earlier, guys have a lot of anxiety and fear around, you know, talking to women, uh, dating women that they're attracted to, getting into conversations with women that they're extremely attracted to. And it just was, you know... It was a good idea to have you on the show and hopefully give us some tips and, and help out the guys who are listening. Yeah, what? Anxiety with uh, talking to the opposite sex? No way. <laughs> 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 who has Welcome that? to being Come human. 
Exactly. So first of all, tell us a little bit about how you got started in this and and your background and things like that. So the guys listening can get a feel for where you're from and, and what you do. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, I fell into it through personal experience. I just, um, I struggled with anxiety on and off for years, like panic attacks, social anxiety, OCD, uh, all that kind of fun stuff. And um, for people that have experienced anxiety, like listeners tuning in, they probably know there's not always the best resources out there. Like if you just go to your typical um, primary care provider, it's just like, uh, just relax and take this medication. <laughs> as, as helpful as that is, um, yeah, I just, I found that there was like this gap in, uh, in like our current healthcare's approach to, to anxiety. So through like self-learning and a whole lot of messy trial and error, I've kind of, um, you know, accumulated all this knowledge and information that I like to share with other people that are feeling stuck and, um, afraid and anxious like I was, because it can be pretty bewildering and it's actually, it's actually really quite simple. And, um, it's just not as, it's not as scary as it feels. It's not as like defining or all consuming as it feels. And a little bit, it's cliche, but a little bit of knowledge goes a long way. So I use my, um, Use my master's degree in nursing to kind of it's a pretty relevant field, and I focus on education and yeah. So I mean, that's really long story short. <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, yeah, you know, like I was saying, a lot of guys have that you know fear and anxiety around talking to women, and uh, you know, sometimes it's just a little bit, and sometimes it's a lot. So hopefully, yeah. you know, we can kind of get to the bottom of that today. It's funny because you said you know it's a lot easier than than you think. And I'm sitting here and thinking, like, I can't wait to hear, you know, what you're going to say about that. Because <laughs> I, I think it's hard, you know. I mean, I think it is. It's difficult for guys to uh, to get over that that fear. And then, you know, once they do, let's say, go over and approach a woman that they want to talk to, how to keep in control that anxiety down while you're having the conversations and things like that. So, um, so yeah, let's just start off. I mean. What can you tell us about how guys can start to control this anxiety or anything that you recommend? And I mean, you, you said that it's actually pretty simple. Tell us, you know, dying to know. Yeah. So actually a study comes to mind that is, I think, pretty, pretty parallel to like um, men approaching women and it's job interviews, right? Whenever performance is at stake. And that's kind of what it's like when a guy or a girl goes to goes over to talk to the opposite sex. Like it's, there's some aspect of like performance anxiety, just like public speaking or doing an interview or anything like that. And, um, it was this cool study that looked at like who is successful in interviews. Like are people that are nervous as successful as confident people, um, who is more likely to get the job, all that kind of fun stuff. And what the study found was it's not that anxious people were less likely to get the job. It was just the anxious people that focused so hard on trying to hide the anxiety that didn't get the job. And that may sound kind of like, what? <laughs> like the, that's not what you would expect. But um, versus like, typically we do try to control our anxiety. And in doing that, we almost come off like robotic. You know, we don't come off as as human or as authentic or as genuine as we really are because we're so busy trying to hide like our mannerisms, you know, maybe um, we're particularly stiff or 
when we're scared, we're like physically closed off, right? We're kind of like hunched over, um, our shoulders are touching our ears, and it, you really can kind of see it and, and we feel it. So what this study looked at was, hey, embrace the anxiety. Like it's okay to acknowledge like, oh, I'm a little nervous for this interview, but um, this is what I'm good at. This is what I have to offer. It's kind of like coexisting alongside the anxiety rather trying to keep it completely hidden because, and Brene Brown does a lot of work about this with vulnerability. Like it's okay not to be perfect. People aren't looking for you to be perfect. They're looking for you to be authentic and genuine and feeling nervous is it's authentic and it's genuine. So we actually get into more trouble trying to hide it versus, you know, embracing it and kind of working with it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the one thing is people don't try to embrace it. They try to push it away. Yeah, for sure. And they try to avoid it. And yeah, I think I think one of the keys is not trying to avoid it, but trying to actually be more headfirst with it. Yeah, it's um again, it was another cool study that looked at when you're anxious, it's physiologically, the same thing's happening as when you're excited. You know, if you're going to go skydiving or get on a roller coaster or um, any anything like adrenaline pumping like that. And if we kind of shift focus to, oh, I'm just really excited to talk to this person because that's what it is. That's what nerves are. You know, a first date, we're typically both nervous and excited and it's because they're two sides of the same coin. So it's not necessarily a bad thing to have that adrenaline coursing through your veins. It's there to help you perform better. And um, it's actually useful, even though it doesn't feel like it in that moment. And um, yeah, so this study kind of looked at, you know, focus on getting excited. It's hard to, it's much harder to say, oh my God, I need to calm down. Because once you have stress hormones coursing through your body, they're there. You feel them. We all feel them. You know, our heart rate increases. We're probably a little sweaty. Um, we might hear our heartbeat in our ears and feel a little breathless. And when we try to calm down versus like embracing it and just maybe shifting the focus to getting excited, when we try to calm down, it's it's complete and utter resistance. And resistance is like trying to put out fire with more fire. <laughs> so we actually end up getting more and more nervous and, and more and more sensitized. So with that in mind, what do you think a guy should do maybe before he approaches and talks to a woman, like what should he think about? What should go through his mind? Is there anything he can do? Is there any methods of calming down or you want to just feel it? Like what do you think a guy should do in that case? You know, I think the biggest thing is gaining perspective because I can tell you, I can tell you from struggling with anxiety greatly, like when you're panicked, deep breathing only helps so much and it helps some and it absolutely doesn't help other people. It's everybody's a little bit different. So yeah, sure. You could take a couple deep breaths if that feels like it's going to work for you or splash a little bit of cold water on your face. Anything that stimulates the vagus nerve, which is it, just simply put, the vagus nerve is responsible for our relaxation response. So we can do that by like coughing, chewing gum, splashing some cold water on our face, humming, taking a couple deep breaths, um, any anything like that really. So but again, these are just tricks and, and they don't always work. So I wouldn't want to like, I wouldn't want to advise anybody to depend on them. Like they're not, they're not fail proof. So, um, yeah, gaining perspective just so often, whether again, it's approaching a woman or a job interview or public speaking, we lose perspective. Like the stakes look a, a lot higher than they really are, right? Like it's like life or death. And really, if you mess up talking to a woman, 
you feel a little stupid, you walk away, and then that's that, right? And then everybody goes on with their life, and she probably forgets about you 10 minutes later, and you probably forget about it, maybe not 10 minutes, but, you know, later that day. So I think gaining perspective and realizing when we're putting really high stakes on a situation, like um, disproportionately high stakes. Right, you're just putting a lot of uh, of pressure pressure and emphasis on how it's going to go. I mean, right. Is that similar advice you would give to someone who's – what about someone who's got a lot of anxiety like giving a big speech or something like that? Because that's something that where it's – that is something that's going to – could affect them or could be so, – you know, of course, talking to a random girl really won't do anything. But giving a speech in front of your company might be a big deal or something like that. So would you give similar advice there? I would because the stakes still are never that high. And and I can tell you from both like personal experience and, and clients that I've had, like the more we fear a situation happening, the more tension we build. And that's what really causes the anxiety or like poor performance, right? Because stress kind of happens on a spectrum. We need stress and stress gets a bad rap, but stress is really just pure energy. And um, there's an optimal amount to have and it's what keeps us motivated. It's what keeps us productive. It's helpful too much stress. And then we have a hard time focusing. We feel out of it. We feel, um, we can even like feel physically sick and too little stress. And we're not really motivated. We're dragging ass and oh, sorry, you probably, <laughs> you probably have to bleep that out. No, um, it's okay. okay. We, we, we swear on this podcast. Nobody okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I know everybody's a little bit different. Um, so we want a certain amount of stress. It's a good thing. But I can tell you, even when we mess up in a high, in what we deem a high stakes situation, it's not like it typically costs us our job or, um, you know, we, we always worry about credibility. Like everybody's going to think I'm an idiot. And most people are just really like feeling for us, like, oh, been there. That sucks. Like, oh, I feel so bad. And then again, we forget that everybody's so busy in their own lives that, 10 minutes after that speech happens, they're just focused on themselves and moving forward. And really the highest stakes are that it's uncomfortable, it sucks, but everybody moves on. Yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, it's the anxiety always comes way in the beginning. It's, I think it's rare that the anxiety of, um, what what was it called? Um, performance anxiety. Yeah. More of it is before it starts to diminish as your speech goes on, as your interaction with the girl goes on, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like I mean, action is it doesn't like, always, it doesn't really stick around that much. It's just cause I feel all that anxiety is about what's going to happen. Exactly. So once it's happening, it's kind of not that big of a deal. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like action is the antidote to anxiety. I mean, anxiety is always about the unknown, like what's going to happen next. That's why anxious thoughts typically start with what if, like, what if she says this? What if I do that? What if I mess up this? And, you know, what if means it's not happening right now. So our imagination gets to do whatever it wants when we're thinking and engaging those what if thoughts. But the minute we get into the real situation, we're limited by reality. And we just get busy doing what our role is in that moment. I mean, it's typical, like going to the doctors, getting a vaccine or um, a shot. The worst part is the anticipation. You know, we, we build it up. We get to make it look however we want in our imagination because it's not happening right then and there. And then once it happens, we're like, oh, 
okay, that wasn't so bad. I get that's all right. <laughs> right. And I like what you said there that action is the ant- an- antidote to uh to anxiety. I mean, it really is. You know, once you get it over with, I mean, not not only does it almost cure the anxiety, but you feel amazing afterwards. You almost feel so, somewhat euphoric. Yeah, it's like a high. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Because not only is the anxiety gone, but the good feeling about the anxiety is there. About a good feeling about the anxiety being gone is present. Yeah. And you're just and, more relaxed. Right. And it builds our confidence that like, yeah, I was anxious, but look how I just existed with it and, and did my thing. I, I can handle that stress or, or I can handle that fear or anxiety. And it's just like it builds the, the confidence we gain from those situations, builds on itself so that anxiety really becomes, you know, no big deal because after enough times we see, hey, we can handle it. So anxiety wants to keep us in indecision land, you know, like should I, shouldn't I, da, 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 and stuck in our heads. And the best thing we can do is, some form of action, even if it ends up not necessarily being the right choice, is better than no action. It is. Because when you ask people what they regret most, it's what they don't go for. Because even when we go for something and it's not necessarily the best choice and maybe ends up being a mistake, there's still something we get from it, right? That's like how we learn and grow from from mistakes and errors and messing up. It's kind of a crucial part of being human. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're 100% on that. And let me ask you this. I think it would be helpful for guys to know what are some of the females' anxiety around dating? You know, what it is that what is it that, <laughs> yeah. that they're nervous about, that they're scared about? I think maybe guys knowing what that is could help them, you know, with their anxiety because they can almost be like, oh, okay, girls are feeling it a little bit too, or they relate. Or or maybe I'm wrong. Oh, yeah. Maybe girls have zero anxiety, but I, I highly doubt that when it comes to dating and things like that. No, no. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, you know, from what I remember and what I see kind of my little sisters going through now in the dating world, it's what is he thinking? What is he thinking? <laughs> like, what is he? They're so worried about kind of like, you know, oh, what did he think about me? Did he like me? Did he not? Like, I, I can't tell. And of course, it takes a big leap to be vulnerable and, and ask a question like that or you know, be straightforward. So, um, and again, that kind of comes, I think, with age and maturity. It gets a little bit easier to be vulnerable and not necessarily define ourselves by what other people say or think. But um, yeah, I, w- I would say that that's probably the most common anxiety that I've seen in myself and my siblings and, and other women um, when I was in the dating world. Just what is he thinking? Oh my God. And and we make up a whole lot of stories about, well, he didn't text me. So it could be because, um, he didn't like me. Oh God, he has another woman. Oh, maybe he's just not feeling well. Okay. I'll give it three more days. And we create this whole like kind of world or scenario or situation in our head that who, I mean, could very well not be true. <laughs> and how do we stop from doing that? You know, I mean, cause guys did, how do we stop from, from coming up with these stories. We do that. We come up with these stories about what we think is going to happen or what we, what we, I don't know, predict, you know, because of our past of, of what happened. We predict something will happen because something else happened in the past. You know, how do we not do that and, and stay in the moment? Yeah. I think it's just about realizing you got to catch yourself in the moment say, you know, s- telling a story. Like it could be something as simple as, I remember driving my car and I have my, um, 
I have my uh, logo or, or website on the back and some construction worker asked like, you know, what do you do or what is this all about? And I explained it and he cracked some kind of joke. And for about a half an hour afterwards, I'm like, what did he mean by that? What does he think my profession isn't, you know, worthwhile or what does he think he is? He probably has had anxiety and doesn't even know it or knows somebody with it. And I developed this whole story in my head. Like, I have no idea what he meant by it. And um, just through like enough practice um, and mindfulness, just knowing like catching myself. Ooh, I, I just made up an entire story. Like I, I have no idea. And um, I think being straightforward is just being honest, being willing to be vulnerable. Like you can be vulnerable and confident at the same time. You know what I mean? Like being vulnerable doesn't have to be a weakness. You can, you can ask in a confident way and just get the answer. I mean, communication is key. That's, that's how so much miscommunication happens is we make up these stories and then we act according to our stories versus the way things really are. So maybe we have an insecurity and we assume that, you know, oh, this, this woman didn't call me back or text me back because she doesn't like me. Oh, well, I'm not going to call her or whatever. And she could be having the exact same story and thought. And then they just never end up connecting, not because they don't care or like each other, but because they told this story. So when we don't know an answer, like a, an easy way to catch it is like, if we're kind of wondering, and there's a whole lot of what if thinking, what if thinking should be like the red flag, you know, what if means we don't know the answer. And if we don't know the answer, the best we're doing is guessing or making it up. Do you think there's a way to remind ourselves to stay aware so we don't go into this zone of what if, what if? Yeah. You How can, do we stay aware of this? Yeah. So it's a good question. I think the best way to do it is you can tell from the way you feel. So often we get caught in the content of our thinking because it looks really important. Like, oh my God, what did she think? Did she like me? Am I going to be single forever? And those thoughts look really important and and really real because they feel crappy and crappy emotions tend to like make a story or movie all the more convincing. So it doesn't really so much matter what the thoughts are, but the way they feel. So tuning in with like, I know when I get insecure thinking about anything, like if I'm what ifing anything, whether it's dating or um, my career or my, you know, ability as a daughter or anything, whatever it is. I know how insecure thinking feels in me. Like I, <laughs> I literally feel like tightness around my rib cage. I feel my breathing increase. I feel really uneasy and unsure. Um, so it's just about knowing what it looks like in you. Like insecure thinking, what if thinking, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> so if it doesn't feel good, it's a pretty, um, pretty reliable sign that we're kind of caught in that storytelling world versus like, you know, the world of truth. Right. No, exactly. That's, and that's the whole thing is just because we're thinking something doesn't make it true. No, our, <laughs> our brain's job is to think, not think true, true facts, you know? Right. So how do you work with people? What, what's it look like? I mean, if guys end up working with you and they want to work on their anxiety, you know, what is your process to help people get over it? Yeah. So it's one-to-one -one interactive, like dynamic coaching. It's virtual. We chat on Skype or um, phone. So I work with people all over, all over the world, which is pretty cool. Um, have a guy in Australia right now, which is which is kind of funky for scheduling, but also kind of cool because I'm waking up, he's going to bed. Um, so yeah, that's that's usually what it what it looks like. Anybody can reach out because it's 
again, the wonderful perks of an online business or you can, can do virtual. Right. And then what are guys coming to you mostly about? Like, what are they trying to get help with? Um, well, a lot of it is like insecurity around like dating and, um, you know, finding a partner and stuff like that. That's a common one. Public speaking is another really common one. Flying is a common one with men. Um, I would say those are probably the top ones. Yeah. And so what is the, what does a session look like? So a session is, is 50 minutes. It's pretty educational, interactive, um, and it's really personally tailored because I mean, we're all, we're all pretty unique. <laughs> we all anxiety shows up in it's, in its own kind of personally customized way in all of us. So, um, there's not really one size fits all, which I think is kind of nice because I've, I've done a lot of programs for anxiety or even traditional therapy when I was struggling. And, um, you know, it, it didn't feel quite tailored to me. Yeah. It's much better when it's actually personal and it's working yeah. with everyone individually, you know? For sure. Yeah. So what are some other tips that you can give some of the guys here who are listening, who want to learn about how to overcome some of that anxiety, anything else that you, that you know of or, or can help out with in terms of how to just get over that fear of talking to girls that you like? Yeah, honestly, I mean, I'll say it again. It's so cliche, but knowledge is power. Once you understand that, like, it's anxiety in the driver's seat and and not you, you know what I mean? So often we kind of blindly trust our insecurities for fact. And it's about learning, okay, and separating between what does, inse- what does insecurity look like and, and what does fact look like? You know what I mean? We get really wrapped up in our insecurities and end up spending a lot of time focusing on them and usually they're not even, you know, true to begin with, right? Like it's usually they're not even, they're just like a perceived insecurity. So knowledge is definitely power. There's great resources out there. Um, like the earlier episodes of the anxiety coaches podcast is are really great, like up to, you know, probably episode 130 or so. Um, there's some really great reading out there as well. And again, if I work with somebody, I just kind of get a feel for who they are. And and I recommend a book based on that. So I I wouldn't even really know what to recommend overall, but there are some really great resources out there. And so if you can read and and learn about it is, I mean, anxiety's MO is it, it appears really real. It's elusive. And so like the minute we see what it is and we see it at work, it, it really loses its power. Absolutely. And I totally agree with all that for sure. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for coming on today and talking about this. If this resonates with you, and you're still listening here, then what I want you to do is go to panicandanxietycoach.com and check Kelly out. Check out her coaching and what she has to offer and helping you relieve yourself of the anxiety that you might feel over dating. So I'll put that in the show notes panicandanxietycoach.com. And Kelly, any uh, last words or anything you want to say? No, I think I've, I think I've said it all. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks Very for coming much. on. I appreciate you uh, sharing some of your insight. And uh, maybe we'll have you on again and, and talk further about this stuff. Cool. Sounds good. All right, thanks. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review. Over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast? Email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com.